Hi, for the Salvation Army, this is Sarah Nelson. And I'm Bernie Dake. Thanks for joining us, and welcome to Wonderful Words of Life. Happy Labor Day, Sarah. Yeah, happy Labor Day. Now, this day, you know what this means? This day marks something very, like, important. Uh, we stop grilling? <laughs> well, that, but we stop wearing whites. Oh, yeah. yes. Now, I don't know if that that rule, like, totally applies anymore, but, you know, that, that's how, traditionally, I think that's what the, the rule is. Well, and I don't know if our listeners have seen my picture. I'm not what you'd call a fashion <laughs> mogul. I'm a fairly simple guy. I wear lots of blue. You know, I, I, I'm simple. I wouldn't know the difference between white and uh, not wearing white, except that I tend to always get some kind of sauce on my shirt yeah. if I'm wearing white. Yeah, that's that's pretty much that's bound to happen if you've got a white shirt on. Mm. All right, so fall is coming for sure. Today, we're going to give Terry and Donna the week off as we get to share a beautiful testimony of parenthood from two people that we love so much, Bill and Deborah Maccabee. And I think we both get to say they were our bosses yes. not too terribly long ago, but they're also friends. Uh, they're people that we've been in the trenches with yeah. as it relates to work in the Salvation Army. But uh, they're people who have been authentic yeah. and they've shared life with us. Uh, I have a lot of respect for them. Yeah. Uh, more so Deborah than Bill. <laughs> well, that's true for most just of us. Just kidding. Yeah. They're both great. I think all of us probably have Bill Maccabee stories, and we could, we <laughs> could right. go on and on about those. But, you know, one of the things, you know, since you mentioned he was our boss, one of the things I loved so much about him was just how uh, engaged he was with the people yeah. that he led. Like, you remember him just walking around Absolutely. and sitting and, and talking and just being very real and forthcoming about his own life. So we love the Maccabees, and we're, we're so excited that we're going to hear from them uh, through this interview. I hope you enjoy their story as they share several powerful pieces of advice to the parents out there. Our first one was born, and he dropped. You know, if you drop the pacifier, you got to boil it, sterilize it, and you know all that. If he grunts, you run into the room. Second one comes, you drop the pacifier, you rinse it off. The third one comes, you drop it, and you just like wipe it off on your shirt and shove it back in. Yeah, he's yeah, he'll do. Didn't kill him. He's all right. I'm Bill Maccabee. Uh, I'm currently the divisional commander for the Salvation Army in the uh, great state of Georgia. I'm Deborah Maccabee. And I'm the director of um, divisional director of women's ministries and officer development um, for the Georgia division. Bill and I've been married. It will be how many? Th- how many? Forty-three years. years. Forty-three yes, years in June. I checked Good that before boy. we sat down. <laughs> <laughs> and we have 
three boys. We have William, Bill, and we have Matthew, who resides with the King of Kings now, and we have Jeremy, who lives here in Georgia. Those are our boys. And they're all three Salvation Army officers, which is yep. interesting to us because we didn't raise them no. to be Salvationists. No. I, I think we kind of agreed on that pretty yep. early when, when we started. We want them to be men of God. Men of God. If that was in the Salvation, Salvation Army, Army great. Yep. But it's interesting that all three of them ended yep. up, uh, they're not following in my, our footsteps. They're no. making their own footsteps, yep. and that was pretty important to us. But it was interesting to watch that. Our youngest son was a pilot for Delta Airlines and uh, left a very nice career. Uh, I was a little bit bummed out about that, proud. But, I mean, we got some flight perks with all that kind of stuff, so it yeah. was kind of disappointing. But, you know, they're doing all three boys uh, have done very, very well. It was part of our family narrative that you got to do what you do, and we will love you and support you. I mean, that goes without saying, whether yeah. it's part of faith, I think, as a child. If, if they went um, off the straight and narrow, so to speak, we would love them unconditionally, no matter what, yeah. period, end of paragraph, end of story. And we tried to assure them of that, and uh, I, th- I think as a result of that, they made their own decision. Discipline was different for all three. You know, I could say to one, I'm not proud of you, and that was just devastating. That was, in one would be a lecture, one you could put in the room, and they would just create all kinds of things. Funny story, we would take things away from them. You can't play baseball. We'd take their glove. We would take everything away. And and our middle son, Matt, one, I remember one particular time, we'd taken away everything he had, everything. There was nothing left to take away from him, and he's looking at us like, what what are you going to do now? So we decided in the scripture, the year of Jubilee, where everything was forgiven. So we decided we gave him everything back only so we could start taking it away again. So yeah. that didn't have that big of an impact on he him. He really was. was he was a strong-willed child. Mm-hmm. I mean, extremely strong-willed and uh, add-on attention deficit disorder with hyperactivity. I mean, all of that meshed together. So we knew we had to parent him differently than the younger and the oldest. I mean, there's no manual that comes with no, parenting. No, you learn a lot in being people of faith. Uh, there is a lot that is given to us by the Holy Spirit who, who guides and helps and directs. Now, looking back at it, being a, you know, an old guy and watching them now, uh, I think one of the things that I learned, and I think that I would say to parents of young children now, is that they really did listen? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't think they were listening to anything. But now it's it's so it's a, such a warm feeling. And Deborah and I, you know, when we visit them, you hear them saying the, some of the same things that we said to them. You hear some of the the principles of family. They did did listen, and the investment in them kind of comes back in other generations. Mm-hmm. I think listening. They did listen. The other thing I. I look back on now is all the times that we had to say no, and they mm-hmm. were so ticked off with us. But now to hear them, they were glad that we held a standard. Now I want to tell you, it hasn't been a bed of roses for us with our children. Uh, we we have gone through some incredibly deep waters, so everything wasn't rosy. Everything wasn't wonderful. It all makes sense in hindsight. Faith faith doesn't faith is absurd unless you're looking in the retrospect. Faith does not make sense right now. And if a parent is listening to this uh, and going through what we went through, we are, we're witnesses, we're testimonies, and the voice right now is a testimony 
to the fact that uh, they do hear and they do listen and they come back. Well, and the important lesson, I think, in all of that was during all of that, Matt in particular knew we don't like what you're doing and how you're acting, but we love you. Kids are are going to do crazy things, and I think if we're their respite, if we're their safe place, safe place yeah. if we are their unconditional love home, then that will come back in the end to be a salvation piece. The great ending to Matt's story is oh, that he yeah. was saved, yeah. he accepted Christ, and he went as far the other way as he did. I mean, he was an extreme kind of a guy. He was an evangelist. He, he became an evangelist. He was street. He, lo- he had a heart street. for people. He, he did not have any breaks when it came to helping people. No. And uh, he went to heaven. He, he was working in uh, Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. And he had been there for a couple of weeks and was exhausted and <clears throat> done all that work. He went home for three days, and he was redeployed back uh, to Texas where the heat was just, just if you remember, it was just awful. And he worked 24-7. Even when he should have been taking time off, he found a group of people. So he worked so hard to help people, he became exhausted and dehydrated and um, uh, had a brain aneurysm, and he went to heaven with his boots on. Sounds like a really sad story, but I want to tell you, I, when I go to heaven, I hope I got my boots on because uh, I'm afraid I'm going to be sitting doing a radio talk show or sitting behind my big-shot desk. But uh, Matt is a real hero to me. He led a lot of people yeah, to Christ. Did. A lot of people came to Christ as a result of him. Oh, mm-hmm. listen, uh, anger, golly. I went through all of it. I went through three years of total silence with God. God went absolutely silent. I played the part because, I mean, I'm a Salvation Army man, and I played the part. I acted. I put silence, silence. And once I got through that valley, I think, first of all, you got to admit you're in the valley. It's the valley of the shadow of death. You go there. I think grieving and mourning is incredibly important. We, this is a very gen- overgeneralized statement. We don't allow people to grieve. We don't allow people to mourn. If you're a person of faith, if you have an effervescent personality, if you're a fun-loving guy, you, you, and, and, I, and, and I don't know that, that we ever grieve, so you had, we had to be careful that we didn't get out of that step of anger. I was angry for a while. I was angry for a long time, and it became a process for me with other people speaking in to my life, with me having an understanding of what it meant for him to go to heaven. Um, you know, that's acknowledging that I'm in the valley. It's it's defining who I am in that valley. When I get, you'll get out of the valley. I mean, there's ways of getting out of the valley. When I get out of that valley, have I defined who God is in my life? If he if he's the God of everything going great, how is if he's the God of the valley? Certainly he is. And going through that made no sense at the time. If I could look back at that now, man, I, I wished I had the ability to write to say to people, the valley is real. You've got to admit you're there. It's the pain is real. There is an anger because there's no understanding. I stopped. This is going to sound cliche, but I promise you it's not cliche. I had to stop asking why and start acknowledging who. Why is uh, why anything? Why am I sitting here right now? So why is 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 important, and we should ask that. But the focus has to be on on the who. And it's okay to be in the valley. 
I think my, mine experience was how well how I dealt with it was a little different. I was definitely in the valley, mm. not reading scripture. I just didn't feel like it. We and, performed. Yeah, didn't feel like it. And the interesting thing is we got tons of cards. I felt bad for our mailman. And they all had scripture. So although I would not physically open my Bible, there they were in, in my face. And I, I acknowledge that now, that that probably was uh, a gift from, it was a gift from God. But for me, I was in the valley, and I had, and all of a sudden it hit me. God's okay with me being mad at him, and he's okay with me being in the valley, but he doesn't want me to stay here. So my, we have a sign in our house, surviving is important, but thriving is elegant. We want to thank Bill and Deborah Mockaby for sharing their story with us. If you'd like to hear an extended version of our conversation, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast, or you can visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. The Salvation Army's mission, Doing the Most Good, means helping people with material and spiritual needs. You become a part of this mission every time you give to the Salvation Army. Visit SalvationArmyUSA.org to offer your support. And we would love to hear from you. Email us at radio at uss.salvationarmy.org. Call 1-800-229-9965 or write us at P.O. Box 29972, Atlanta, Georgia. 30359. When you contact us, we'll send you our gift for this series. It's totally free for listeners like you, one per household, while supplies last. You can also subscribe to our show on iTunes or your favorite podcast store and be sure to give us a rating. Just search for Wonderful Words of Life. Follow us on social media for the latest episodes, extended interviews, and more. And if you don't have a church home, we invite you to visit your local Salvation Army Worship Center. They'll be glad to see you. This is Bernie Dake inviting you to join us next time for the Salvation Army's Wonderful Words of Life.